This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, final international break out of the way. Time to get busy with domestic club soccer once again. Advice, analysis, picks, and of course, the head to head challenge all coming your way over the course of the next 40 minutes or so. Welcome along to Betting Weekly Extra Time, European edition. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me. Facing off this week, defending champion and French football journalist James Eastham, the challenger this week, and editor of Football España, Rory Barlow. Steve, this is the final weekend of November. It has been a challenging time uh, for betters in the last stages of the autumn. And on this show... We are not ones to shirk our responsibilities. Good day to you, Dan and Rory and James. Um, you're right. It's been I've seen quite a lot of people around on the socials moaning about results in November across domestic leagues, international matches as well. It can be a difficult time of year where there's a change in conditions and weather, managers and, and league dynamics go to, to something different as well. The last show we did on the Euro show was a poor one, unfortunately. Um, you know, not one of our official picks hit from myself, James or Danielli. So uh, it can happen though sometimes, Dan. Um, it was a tricky round just before the international break. So apologies to those who, who were following uh, those picks, but stick with us because as we've proven over the whole course of the season so far, there's uh, a lot of talent on here and we'll bounce back pretty quickly. Indeed, we will. And obviously, we've introduced um, the hot dogs for all of our handicappers. And this is a section, while it's not necessarily official for the challenge, of course, Steve, betters can follow them if they should desire to. Well, yeah, the hot dog, and we'll talk about that when we get to the hot dog soon. James hit his hot dog again from the last show. That was about the only good winner from that particular piece. Um, but the hot dog is in great profit. I think it was something like 40% ROI. Um, we were discussing this earlier. So there's loads of different aspects of the show, show loads of leans, tidbits and things like that, betting strategies. That's what we want to bring to you from the app because we win team. OK, challenge kicks off. James first. He is the defending champion. First play for you here. Ren against Rance, 11.05 Sunday Eastern, uh, where Ren are the favourites at minus 118. Uh, Rance plus 310, the draw plus 275 here. Uh, Rance, second most profitable team to follow in Liga this season to level stakes on the money line, only behind Nice, who are obviously having a standout season. The market, James, does it continue to underestimate them a little, do you think? Yes, I think it does, Dan. This was one of those picks when you went through the prices before the weekend that was almost too obvious. Um, Ren, as you've said, are, are very short price favourites here. Rants are massive underdogs. Um, so I was very happy to back uh, Rance here on the Asian handicap plus 0.5 Asian handicap, which is available at minus 104. So you just need Rance to avoid defeat here and you've got a winning pick. Um, I actually had a look at the plus 0.25 Asian handicap line, which is available at odds against. Um, so there's different ways you can support Rance here, but that's really the, the point of the pick is to support Rance because 
Yeah, I, I've looked at this all sorts of ways, and I'm not sure why Wren are such big favourites to win the game. I don't necessarily object to them being the favourites, even though their form hasn't been great. Um, we know there's more talent in the Wren squad than we've seen so far this season. We also know historically, over the last couple of seasons, they do have a very good home record. Um, they might not have a great home record this season, but we know they're very good at home generally. So that's another factor. So... Ren being favourites, I don't have a huge problem with that. But I do think the price here on Rance of plus 310 is too big. You know, if you if you just look at the league table, both of these two teams have played 12 games. Rance have got 20 points. Ren have only got 12 points. Um, and Rance, as Steve and I, we watch a lot of League One. They've played really well in a lot of games. They've also actually played well in a couple of the games that they've lost. So... I don't think they'll be intimidated here. I don't think they'll go into the game feeling like the underdogs. And Wren have got a lot to prove because they've only won two matches all season. I mean, it's incredible, really, to be minus 118 when you've only won two out of the 12 games. So all of those factors, I think, mean that Rants are undervalued, underrated here. Um, of course, the big factor we don't know about is we have had a change of manager at Wren going into this game. Bruno Genesio has left ahead of this match. Um, looks like it, we're not entirely sure, it looks like it might have been more his decision than the club's decision or a discussion of some sort. And they've reappointed Julian Stefan, who's been manager here before. I have to say, I'm not entirely convinced at the moment that the return of Julian Stefan uh, will be a good thing uh, for Wren. Um, I, you know, Wait to be proven wrong on that, but it's a slightly uninspiring pick, I feel. I'm not sure it will have an immediate positive effect on rent for this game either, but we'll we'll wait and see on that. I think even if it did, to be honest, Dan, with all the other factors, I'm, I'm quite happy to back Rants here. I do think this is one of the games in League One this weekend where you have a team who are clearly underrated. So I was very happy to back Rants here. Um, and that pick again, it's plus 0.5 on the Asian Handicap, and it's available at minus 104. Rance, get the start. Steve, good play for you? Well, it's hard to argue it's a value play because the, a fair price here would probably be Wren on the money line about plus 140, really, if we're being honest. Um, but it's always brave getting involved in the game when there's just been a manager change, I must say. Anything can happen. And um, Julian Stefan, I thought he was quite harshly sacked, actually, before. Um, so it's going to be interesting how he gets on here back um, at, at his former club. Previously, when he's taken over the helm at Rennes and Strasbourg before, he did actually have quite a big impact straight away. So whether he can make them uh, an immediate force, I'm not sure. Let's just not forget, though, Rams are a damn good side. They're really well coached. They've got some good players. And, you know, Will still would said before is, is is one of those managers to watch for the future. So no doubt about it. It's a value pick, uh, a brave pick as well, though, because, you know, like I said, when managers do change, it can, strange things can happen. So Bruno Ginesio never looks particularly happy on the sidelines. They've done a couple of European games this season. Uh, and I've got them again uh, next midweek. So a, a change of coach. I won't be seeing his face. Uh, looking on Ren, incidentally, the worst money line PL um, to level stakes this season, minus 907. They have been dreadful uh, for betters. We're going to stick with the new coach uh, chat here as we get Rory's first selection. We go to Spain, obviously. Villarreal plus 114, Osasuna plus 245. Now, there has been some significant money 
for Villarreal, Rory, since you put up the selection in our WhatsApp group. And there is a significant change of coaching. You are hoping for a bounce here. Yeah, absolutely. And Marcelino Garcia Doral is back in after his very brief spell at Marseille. And I think he's going to have more of an impact at Villarreal than he did at Marseille. Um, just to give you, I'll give you the actual translation and then the idiomatic translation of what Captain Manu Trigueiro said this week. He said about Marcelino that you want a, a coach who touches your eggs. And when Marcelino's around, you have to clench your arse. The idiomatic translation that I went with was somebody to break your balls and somebody to make you grit your teeth. But that gives you kind of a sense of what kind of guy Marcelino is. He's been at Villarreal before very successfully. He's a very demanding coach. And I think Villarreal are just happy. I mean, you've got players talking about a sense of relief with him coming back. I think Pacheta and Kike Setien were pretty uninspiring for these players. But the respect that Marcelino commands, certainly within Villarreal especially, I think it's going to give them a boost. Now, they are missing Jeremy Pino. He's gone down with an ACL. Uh, they're missing Surlot, who's also gone down with an injury. But I'm banking a lot of my hopes on Gerard Moreno. I mean, six goals and an assist in his last five games. He is on the kind of form that got him in, onto the Ballon d'Or shortlist a few years ago. Um, you look at their most recent game against Atleti, where they had a caretaker manager, in, but you could already see the kind of sense of enthusiasm that was back at the club with Marcelino being appointed. It was known that he was going to be in charge by the time that game came around. And they gave Atleti problems. They lost 3-1 in the end, but they went a goal up and they, they really took the game to them. And Gerard Moreno in particular with one of those finishes where he could have kind of passed the ball in because it was a deflected shot. The keeper was down on the ground, but he was in such confidence that he decided to thump it into the back of the to the roof of the net because he was just feeling that good about himself. So you've got an Osasuna side that I think they've been kind of par for the course recently. I mean, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They they lose one or two games um, against the bigger teams and one or two that they perhaps would like to have won, but. I think this is going to be two pressing teams. Villarreal at home, I think Marcelino is going to get a big impact. He's going to fill the stadium. And Villarreal at plus 114, I think you mentioned there, Dan, it's it was plus 123 when I went on it. So, so yeah, get on it before it, it comes in even shorter is what I would say. Yeah, there could be more money, I think, for Villarreal running up to this game, which is Sunday, 8am Eastern. Steve, your reaction to Rory's first pick in the challenge? Well, this is this pick is why we have Rory Barlow on the show. This is why we have a Spanish a Spanish handicapper on the show because anyone who just betted on stats and results and metrics w wouldn't even get involved in this game because there's not much that points towards backing Villarreal. Equally, there's not much that points towards backing Osasuna. Osasuna apps could be anything on the day. Whenever I've seen them, are one of the hardest teams to actually predict. What, what Rui's trying to do here, and it's an interesting sort of theory, he's trying to get ahead of the trend. And we, we all do this in leagues that we know well. We're trying to start betting on a team before they start winning and get on a good run. And it sounds like there's an expectation that Villarreal will start to sort themselves out very soon with this managerial change. This is the first time in 15 home matches against Osasuna that Villarreal are plus money to beat them. So that just shows you how good Villarreal have been down the years, really. But I suppose this time last season, or this if it was the first game of the season, there would be a minus money favourite, surely. Um, so, yeah, it may well be a case that we're getting on Villarreal here before they start getting these excellent results. It's, on the face of it, uh, sort of maybe a dangerous play. But if, if this new impact of manager 
um, makes a huge difference, then it's uh, it's looking like a, a good bit of value. Uh, two value plays for the first two picks of the show. Uh, now, each show, of course, we do highlight some lively plus money selections across the European leagues. We've got three plays for you for our hot dog section here. They've been going really well this season, as Steve alluded to um, at the start of the show. Steve, you can go first. You're going Germany, which has been a happy hunting ground for you this season. What's your hot dog? Yeah, the hot dog uh, selections, by the way, we've had 18 on the show this year. And if you had a one unit stake on each of them, you're looking at plus 7.43 units with an ROI of over 40%. So really good stuff. I'm going with uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Draw double chance away against Dortmund. And this is at plus 175. Now, do not bet on this if you like head-to-heads because they've lost their last 10 visits to the Westfalen Stadion. Or it's actually called something else these days, isn't it? The sponsorship. Uh, but... Uh, I, I like Gladbach. I've said it many times on this show. There's a team here. There's definitely a team that's going to go places if they start to click. And in the previous round, they, they hammered Wolfsburg 4-0. And that might well just be the start of things because I think this Gladbach side can beat anyone, anywhere, on any day. They're equally capable of losing to anyone. But Dortmund, I mean, what are Dortmund? I, I know someone really well and he who bets a lot on European football, and, and he is completely ruling out Dortmund games right now. He can't get a read on them. They might be the hardest big team in Europe to predict at the moment. You just don't know which version of them is going to show up. But they've got the fifth worst expected goals against in the Bundesliga. That's really poor, isn't it, for a side of their stature? So Gladbach, we know they've got offensive weapons like Frank Honorat, uh, Jordan Sebaccio, Alessandro Play, Kvanchara. They can hurt them on the counter-attack. And I think they can come here and finally put to, to rest this head-to-head. They have beaten Dortmund at home quite a few times in recent years, but I think they can come here and get a result after the international break. Dortmund have got injury problems, injury doubts, the likes of Nementia, Chan, people like that. I think it's a big price just for Gladbach draw double chance. And this might even be a bet at the end of it. I'm a little bit unhappy because I did consider them straight on the nose, actually. So I've, I've kind of taken the safe option here, Dan. Um, but I think Gladbach can more than match them and give a really good account of themselves. Yeah, safe options, but still, plus 175, draw double chance, Gladbach at Dortmund, Saturday, 9.30 Eastern, 9am Sunday Eastern. James, you've been excellent with your hot dogs. Uh, You're going down a similar vein here. You are two from two uh, playing uh, shots for certain players, and once again, you found a bit of value for us at a fair price, at a big price. Yes, so I've done my usual thing, Dan. I've been through every single price in League One this weekend, and I think I found the player who is the most out on the market. Um, and the market, I should say, is, as you pointed out, it's the over 0.5 shots on to- target market, which is available for all the games in League One with Bet Rivers. Um, and the player is Kevin van der Kerkhoff of Mets. It's not Renny van der Kerkhoff. In my head, I keep saying <laughs> Renny van der Kerkhoff. Any fans of 1970s Dutch football? I was going to say, it must be, must be a grandson, not a son anyway. Go I've on. underlined it twice. It's Kevin, not Renner. It's Kevin van der Kerkhoff of Mets. Yeah, so he's available here at plus 240 just to have over 0.5 shots on target for Mets. Um this weekend. Now, the thinking here is mainly tactical, actually. Van der Kerkhoff, a lot of people who, who do know him might know him as a right-back. Um, he played right-back uh, quite a lot for his previous club, uh, Bastia, in France, and he's, he's played there a little bit for the Algerian national team. He's actually starting to be used as a right-winger 
for Mets. Sort of one of these double locks that they have on the wing when you play two fullbacks. And I think if he starts this weekend, he will probably play as a right winger and not as a right back. Um, we saw him there in a couple of games before the international break. Um, he got a goal from that position against uh, Nantes, I think it was, in the 3-1 win. He's very good at getting into goal-scoring positions on the right when the play builds on the left. And I think the manager there, Bologna, will probably see in a squad with very few attacking weapons, actually, this might be something worth pursuing on the right wing. So I think at the moment, this price on van der Kerkhoff doesn't really reflect where we'll be playing for Mets. And if you look through all the prices, actually, on the Mets game this weekend, there are nine players being offered on the market by Bet Rivers, and he's priced up as the ninth most likely to have a shot on target. I don't really think that's fair based on where we think he'll play. So he's not a guaranteed starter. He might not start, in which case you'd have a void bet here. You get your stakes back. But if he does, I do think you'll get a run for your money with him. So that's Kevin van der Kerkhoff, and it's over 0.5 shots on target, and it's available at plus 240. 3 p.m. Friday for Rory's hot dog. No pressure with this one, Rory, because this is when the Christmas, the Bet Rivers, um, or the Betting Weekly Christmas party is ongoing. So myself, Steve, we, there's about 15 of us going. I know that James, you can't make it, and Rory, you're in Spain, so you can't. But there's going to be a lot of focus. We'll have had a few drinks. We'll be watching whatever games on the TV, which probably be this one. So all I'm suggesting is with the boss Nigel and various other. Um, uh, Bet Rivers and Betting Weekly experts, the pressure is on for your hot dog. Well, sit back, relax, enjoy your Christmas <laughs> dinner and uh, <laughs> get the money in. Um, but I'm going out on a bit of a limb. This, I think the hot dog is for something that you have a good feeling about, um, but it's obviously a little bit longer in terms of the odds. Uh, Granada to win or tie and over one and a half goals away to Alaves. That comes back at plus 180. And I'll let you know what I'm thinking here because Alaves have been decent at home, but they're always at the mercy of their lack of goal scorers. Kike Garcia is a good number nine, but he's inconsistent in front of goal. Same for Samuel Morodion, who's a 19-year-old. Scored against Barcelona before the break, but should have had about three or four goals, which kind of tells you exactly where they are in terms of relying on, on those players for goals. And then Granada, they're averaging over three goals a game so far this season. And in fairness, a lot of that has been goals that they're conceding, but they can score as well. They've got Brian Zaragoza, who's kind of one of the revelations of the season. He's uh, played for Spain this this uh, two international breaks ago. And they're not a disaster, Granada. They make a lot of mistakes, but they're not a disaster. And the reason that I'm kind of going with them here is because it's a bit of a corner dog game. Granada have seven points from their 13 games so far. They've got Real Madrid next up. This game has got to be circled in red by Paco Lopez, the manager who needs results. They've only had one win this so far this season, so hence why I'm not backing them outright. But um, I look at this game, they've got more talented attackers from me, Granada, against a good Alaves side, but Granada have more than enough to beat them. And last season in Segunda, the, these are two similar teams to what they were in Segunda. There's not a huge amount of movement in terms of squads. Last season, Granada drew 1-1 with them away from home and beat them 3-1 at home. So I think Granada will feel confident that they can get a result here against a side that they know is not necessarily better than them. So, yeah, plus 180. Uh, Granada to win or draw the match over one and a half goals. Um, I, I, it's a pick that I really quite enjoy or like. Three lively outsiders for you over the course of the weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Back to the challenge, James. 
Next up with your second selection here, Leon against Lille. Leon obviously outsiders here at plus 200 with Lille plus 125. Uh, certainly from my point of view, I might have expected these two teams battling it out for the top four at this stage of the season. But I mean, I don't know what's happened to Leon. I mean, any signs of improvement from a, a Leon point of view that you've seen recently? No, not for me, Dan, which is a bit harsh in one sense, given that they got their first win of the season, actually, in the last game before the international break, although they were helped greatly there by the fact that they played against 10 men for most of that match against Rennes. They went on to win it 1-0, but even against 10 men, it wasn't an especially impressive performance. And, you know, Leon, I've got a stack of problems on and off the pitch. Um Ownership change at the start of the year. They still haven't really recovered from what was a massive culture change with the departure of Jean-Michel Olas, the owner-president who'd been there the best part of four decades. Huge change. And then issues on the pitch as well with players and also finance issues, not being able to sign the players they want. So, yeah, this is not the Leon people are used to seeing. They're down near the bottom of the table. Um Again, Steve and I have mentioned this before on the show. I think, will they actually be relegated? I don't think they will be relegated, but I'm coming around to the point of view now that Leon might well be in a relegation battle because there's not many signs at the moment of improving. And we're, you know, we're more than a third of the way through this season in League One with only 34 matches. So lots of problems. And yeah, on the game this weekend against Lille, uh, Dan, I'm back in under 2.5 goals here, which I was a little bit surprised to find available odds against. It's plus 108. And it, it feeds into a broader theme, really, in League One this season, which is that the goals count is down across the matches. I think we're down below... Uh, 2.5 goals a game average at the moment across the division, which is a big drop, not just on the total last season, but a big drop on where we were at this point last season. I think we were nearer three goals a game at this stage of last season. So it's a huge change. The goal count the last two weekends before the international break was really low. We had a lot of nil-nils, uh, games with one goal, hardly any overs matches. The question for the betters is, well, how long is this going to continue? Is this a season-long trend or is it something that we'll see regression and we'll see more goals at some point? Um, I'm not completely convinced either way at the moment, but I do think there are individual games still where the unders are going to offer value. And this is one of them this weekend, I think. Plus money on the Leon Leal game for unders looks really, really good to me. Um, Leon have been negative. They're trying to get out of trouble by sorting out their defence first. It was noticeable last time they played at home to Mets. They had a back five at home to, to a Mets side that Leon really should be trying to beat easily. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see something similar here. And just very basically, both of these teams have struggled to score goals this season. I think they've got something like a goal a game between them in terms of what they've scored, not conceded, um, across all the games they've played. So there aren't many goals in this in, in, in these two sides. And I, I think Leon, even though they're their home side, will probably try to make it quite negative because that seems to be the way their manager, Fabio Grosso, uh, wants to focus uh, the attention of the players at the moment. So I think unders at the moment in France, as Steve, Steve has been saying this as well on the show, is the way to play. Some of the games will start to get shorter with the prices because of this trend. But I think this one at odds against is worth taking. So yeah, under 2.5 goals here at plus 108 is my pick. Um, both Lille and Leon, if you've been playing unders, profitable this season. Uh, Steve, your thoughts uh, on this one? 
Yeah, the and James makes a very good point about the unders across France right now. Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned this in, in recent shows. I actually think if you betted on every single game in Liga under two and a half goals before Christmas, I think you'd be in profit because the lines are still not low enough. Even this weekend, there's only a couple of matches with a 2.25 goal line. Every match bar one, both teams to score yes is a minus money favourite. I mean, would you back both teams to score yes here at minus 150, Leon against Lille? That's wow. way too short. And the, yeah. the value is definitely on both teams to score no and, and unders right now. And just a point about Lille, and a lot might wonder why they are involved in so many low-scoring games. Well, last season, they actually had the best expected goals against in, in the whole division. They're actually a far better defensive side than everyone gives them credit for, really. Um, but there's some trends, some worrying trends now at both seasons. They they actually underachieve in front of goal. I don't know how they managed to do that. It's got to be something to do with the system because they've got the players. You know, they've got a top quality number nine striker in, in Jonathan David. So I don't know what it is. They miss chances. Leon, I think, are just wanting to accumulate some points now. You know, grind some. This is the sort of match where a draw is okay for Leon. So it could well be a tight and turgid affair. These primetime games in France have been awful recently, like dire, like genuinely awful. You know, and this hopefully, for, for the sake of James's bet, will be a similar sort of contest. If I had to gun to my head prediction, you're looking at a 1-0 win for Lille. Uh, 2.45 Eastern, you're right. It is the marquee game Sunday night in France. Just very, very quickly from both of you. Is under a consequence, James, of a curtailed, say, curtailed season? Just a, a 34, not 38? Is it 34 game season, is it? Is, is yeah. it a consequence of that or not? Is... I don't think so. I don't really buy that theory. I've heard it put forward. I, I don't really see why you would be more inclined towards unders this season than last season when four teams went down. I, I, somebody you know, better equipped with the maths than, than me might be able to put a case for it. But I, I honestly don't think so. I think saw something on social media not that long ago about uh, some of the work being done by coaches in League One out of possession. And the, the fact that teams are doing better out of possession. Again, I'm not a metrics guy. But I don't have the numbers on that. But it, I, I think it's more likely to be something to do with that. We do have some interesting coaches in League One at the moment in terms of the work they're getting their teams to do off the ball. I, I think it's more likely to be that. But to be honest, at the moment, I'm, I'm still open-minded about A, what it might be, and B, how long it's going to continue. Steve? I think games, it's a lot. I think it's to do with the managers. Um, there's a lot of negative and defensive managers in the league right now. That's my biggest explanation towards these uh, lack of goals. Uh, Real Sociedad against Sevilla. We're going to take your next Rory second selection here, 10.15 on Sunday morning. Uh, Larial minus 137, Sevilla plus 400 here, the draw plus 265. Uh, Rory, uh, Larial have been excellent this season, only lost to Barcelona, Real Madrid and Atleti. I make it and have lit up the Champions League as well. What's your play here? Yeah, I took the words right out of my mouth there, um, Dan. Uh, I'm going to go with Real Sociedad to beat Sevilla and over one and a half goals. That comes back at plus 116. You mentioned the defeats there. I mean, they've won five of their last eight. I think only one of them was a draw against Rio away from home. That was kind of a, a late goal for Rio. That's the sort of thing that can happen at Vallecas. And uh, yeah, I mean, Real Sociedad are also averaging three goals a game, slightly more um, in favour of themselves. They are missing Mikel Oyarzabal, who's been injured, but I think they've got enough 
resources here. They've got three strikers, basically, that can all come into the side. Carlos Fernandez, Umar Sadiq, and Andre Silva, who's fit again as well. So, so Imanol Aguafil has got options. He's playing a Sevilla that have not won a league game under Diego Alonso. They've actually drawn their last five La Liga games in a row. And to their credit, Sevilla always compete. They got a draw against Real Betis in that time, and they got a draw against Real Madrid in that time. But look at both of those games. Betis squandered a number of chances that they really should have scored, to be frank. And Real Madrid, even though Sevilla came into it late on, Real Madrid should have scored a couple in that first half as well. So um, I think these draws have been slightly kind to Sevilla in recent weeks and their performances against Arsenal, who are um, a more kind of well-rounded side, really kind of... uh, put them in a portrait to use a very Spanglish term, but really kind of showed you what you were looking at in terms of the Sevilla side. I just think Real Sociedad are a better team. They've got more resources. They've got Kieran Tierney, who's meant to be back for this game as well. Um, I think they'll beat Sevilla, and I think Sevilla, once they go a goal down, that's when the gaps tend to open up. And Diego Alonso, we've just we've not seen anything to suggest that he's really turning around the Sevilla side. I mean... He's seven, eight games in, and he's still talking about an opportunity to prove themselves and an opportunity to turn things around. Real Sociedad are too good for them, in my view. Steve? I've not actually seen Sociedad play in La Liga this season, but whenever I've watched them in the Champions League, they've looked like a really, really good side. Their metrics are nothing special, though, so they've actually overachieved at both ends of the field. They're overachieved by four points, so... I don't get that. I think they must have either, you know, must have a good goalkeeper. They must finish their chances really well. It seems like Alaves have got better, better metrics than them. Um, but you say whenever I've seen them, they've looked good. So it's hard to sort of argue against them than beating a severe side who just seem to be quite bang average really this year. A lot of draws. So I suppose maybe the draws the risk, or how much do you fear the one nil exact one nil? I think RJ got done by associate had one nil, didn't he, on a pick a few weeks ago. But, um, yeah, like I said, I, I have no complaints about Real Sociedad. Is that how you pronounce it whenever I've seen them in, in Champions League? Just just don't <laughs> just don't call them Sociedad, Steve. I, I, I haven't got my yellow card with me. Just on Ayatharbal, <laughs> Rory, uh, he missed a lot of last season. I guess they, they got used to playing without him, didn't they? Yeah, pretty much. And he's, to be fair to him, he's been back in form, but he's been being used as a number nine, basically, by Aguafield because um, their others haven't been in form. But, I mean... Umar Sadiq's a goal scorer. I mean, you put him in the side. I've been saying previously on kind of other podcasts, just analysing them in general, give Umar Sadiq a run, and I think he'll start scoring goals for them. I think it's just a case of they've got Oya Thabal, things function really well with him, um, and so why kind of change things for for Aguathil? But I, they've got enough goals in them, and Kubo in particular, he he's a match winner right now. He, he's in really good form. Worth watching just for the pleasure of it. He is a terrific player, and he's uh, a player I think that's coveted elsewhere, isn't he? Let's get some uh, best bets from our senior handicapper, uh, Steve. Uh, terrific work on the World Cup qualifiers in South America on Tuesday night, three from three. Rory recently went two from three over the course of the European and World Cup qualifiers when we had Rory on the international show as well. So two inform handicappers. Uh, what are your plays here? Start in France with the one that you like, Saturday, 3 p.m. Yeah, I mean, you could say I've kind of caught the underbug recently, Dan. Uh, you know what month it is, don't you? Uh, it served <laughs> me well. Served me well in in South America. You've got to adapt. And at the minute, I think that there is a lot of value in unders in France. And Strasbourg, Marseille, under two and a half goals at minus one twenty one, just stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Patrick Vieira, 
at Stras- Strasbourg. I mean, I-, I don't want to say he's a bad manager or a bad coach. That's unfair. But I'll tell but... you what, if I if I was a fan of a team that he was in charge of, I'd be bored stiff. Like, seriously, you watch like Palace team in, in games like this against a team that have got a bigger, higher reputation. He just He's so negative. He parks the bus. He's very defensive. They've got an incredibly low XG, Strasbourg. And, you know, this is a prime-time game. He's gonna, His mentality going into it is not to lose. So I, I think this is a, a this match, probably Marseille will nick it, actually, maybe 1-0 or something. Marseille, I've noticed recently under Gattuso, have been a lot more better defensively. He's clearly been working on the on coaching, on the, on the structure and organisational part of Marseille. So I think they're going to be pretty hard to break down as well. It should have been a nil-nil against Lons last time out. And um, just the, it's just a recipe for, for very few goals and very few chances. The only thing that will change is if Vieira has to chase the game, he will then open up sometimes. And that's the concern. But um, I'm just struggling to see where these goals come from. Like I say, these primetime games in France recently have been an awful watch, Dan. You know, we need to get you on some of these, com- on commentary for some of these to liven them up because uh, they've been awful. So under two and a half goals, I think this line should be 2.25 or even closer to two. I am on a game that's featured in the show, um, but we've not got to it yet. James, very quickly on uh, Strasbourg, Marseille, under yeah. Steve. I, I think he is a bad manager. I'm going to say it. I think, and I, I'm, I'm leaving Crystal Palace out of this because I don't really follow the Premier League, but I think the job he did at Nice was average. And I think he's made some odd decisions in the Strasbourg job. The oddest of all was using pre-season to use a tactical shape he then abandoned when the season started. I I don't understand it. So I, I think that they've been unlucky. And Vieira, actually, to be fair, has been unlucky in the sense they lost Habib Diallo, their best striker, just before the season started. He clearly wanted to go. There was nothing they could do about that. I think if Vieira had got the Strasbourg team with him at the point of the attack, he'd probably been much better shaped. So I suppose that's an argument about you know players being more important than managers. But yeah, I think the unders here is a good shout. It's one of... As we've said, it's one of four or five games, I think, you could look at in France and think that is an unders pick. And then it's just a case of looking at the prices and seeing if you you know if you think it's good value. I don't want to have a friend who's a Strasbourg fan who finds Vieira infuriating. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, unders. Incidentally, um, EPL show, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, Nigel is suggesting that there might be something like nine unders and that he's gone for about 600 to one parlay or something. So it might be worth having it in League, league One as well. Um, speaking of overs... Uh, Germany is the place, has been all season. Uh, Steve, your second pick is in Germany, but the line is changing. The odds are changing. It's no longer two and a half or even 2.75. Where are we going for your play? We've got to have some over love somewhere on the shows this week, haven't we, uh, Dan? So I'm going Heidenheim, Borkham. Over three Asian goals at plus 110. Uh, two of the poorest defences for me in the league, both in terms of how many they conceded. The metrics are terrible. Heidenheim, for me, it's very worrying. Uh, I actually think Heidenheim at plus 120 to be directly relegated could be a good outright bet because there's no way they can sustain these metrics and finish outside the bottom two, in my opinion. Um, do you know what, Bochum, you've got a soft spot for them, haven't you, Dan? You, let's be honest. Well, you I had like earlier th- earlier this season, they were dif- th- 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 I thought they were a bit unlucky in games and I did make a little bit of money on them. But and not really now worried. there is support for that. They, they have been unlucky. They are the biggest underachieving offensive side in the league. They've actually got the seventh best XG in the Bundesliga. If they start converting these chances, they're probably going to be just mid-table or a little bit below that. 
So, and this is a great chance to, to start converting your chances against the worst defense. So let's let's take over three goals here. I'm a little bit, I'm going to word a bit of caution here because the Bundesliga is starting to trend downwards for goals. And I think a lot of it could be the time of year. I've checked the weather forecast here, and this isn't a part of Germany. It's in the sort of the south region a bit. It is going to be cold, three, four degrees. You know, is that going to make a difference? Uh, RJ made a very good um, point on the reaction show a few weeks ago about how the human body uh, reacts to colder weather. Um, very fascinating stuff. So that is a slight concern. And it, look, if this match clearly goes under, then I'm really I'm starting to look elsewhere. But over three goals with these two sides, it's just, for me, a no-brainer pick. Let's get some leans, and we're going to have to rattle through these. Um, uh, James, you've gone to France with your lean, and it's the theme of the show here, or at least theme of the, the lean picks, James. Yes, so it's Nice versus Toulouse here, under 2.5 goals at minus 113. Nice have got this fantastic goals against record this season, conceded just four goals in 12 matches. And as a result, nearly all of their games have been unders, 11 out of 12 unders for Nice this season. Um, the only exception to that was when they played PSG. You've obviously got a stack of goals in them. So really, I think this is a, a very obvious pick. It's unders against the Toulouse side who aren't particularly good. It's the sort of game you can see Nice doing the bare minimum to win it and then shutting up shop and uh, trying to keep yet another clean sheet. So for me, the the unders line here, as Steve has said with, with one or two of the other games, is not quite right. And under 2.5 at minus 113 on this match, I was very willing to take that. Steve, you're of a similar viewpoint. Yeah, how, how is under two and a half goals at minus 113 here? Like Bet Rivers are dangling a seriously big carrot. So, um, you know, the only thing that actually concerns me, Dan, and I know I know what soccer's like, they are seriously due an over two and a half game, just by law of averages. It might be a low score. It might be a low scoring style of match, but a couple of Galazzos go in. It's just the way it works. They, they, they're due an over and Toulouse can be a quirky side. You never know what you're going to get with them. So that's why I kind of left them off from my official selections. But I'm more than happy to back this at this price. This goal line should be two or two point two five. I'll tell you, it's guaranteed nil-nil because that is the game I'm doing on Sunday for UK TV. Uh, Rory, you have gone down the shots on goal route for uh, a play that we talked about a lot last year. Um, talk us through your lean. Yeah, over one and a half shots on goal for Borja Mayoral in Hitafe against Almeria. That comes back at plus 175. Almeria have conceded 35 goals in 13 games. That's 2.7 a game, not even averaging during their games, but just what they've conceded. Um, they're in dire straits, so in desperate need of a result. Hitafe at home are a good, solid, strong side, and Mayoral is in good form. I think he's likely to miss, I think, two or three of every five chances, but he usually hits the target with them. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I'm kind of going with this, and I think Hitafe will have a good chance of scoring at least two or three goals in this game. And, uh, and, and yeah, I think Mayoral, Mayoral will be on the end of their chances. So, plus 175, over one and a half shots on goal against Amaria. Uh, that is Saturday, 12.30 uh, Eastern, and we've got a Sunday 9.30, sorry, Saturday 9.30 in Italy and a Sunday 11.30 in Germany for Steve to wrap up with the leans in. Yeah, Salernitana Lazio, just take the away side Lazio on the money line at minus 137. Is it just me or this looks a big price on the rock the rock bottom side in Syria, Salernitana, they're awful. Um, winless and Lazio have shown signs recently of picking up 
And I think this is one of those matches. Just don't overthink it and just take them straight on the nose to win. They should get the job done. They're much better side. And then back to Germany, the Bundesliga. I like an under. Um, this is Hoffenheim against Mainz. And uh, I promised myself after Darmstadt Mainz, I'm never going to back a Mainz over with this manager in charge. They changed their manager to Jan Siever to formerly manage Huddersfield Town. If you look at the stats when he was in charge there, they they I mean, the goals were so few that they scored. He's brought in a new tactical system. The three at the back. They've genuinely restricted the likes of Leipzig and Darmstadt to very few shots on target. And I think they are an under team in the making. They really are. Hoffenheimer an over team, but I don't think they're going to be allowed to play here. So under two and a half goals at plus 140. Um, similar, this is where I'm actually going to use the weather as a, a reason as well. It's going to be pretty cold down there uh, in Hoffenheim. So um, just whilst this new manager is there and uh, we're starting to get used to his trends, then there could be some real value on under two and a half in all Mainz games. A rare unders pick in Germany as a lean uh, for Steve Hoffenheim against uh, Mainz 11.30 a.m. Sunday Eastern. Uh, let's just remind everyone of the challenge picks. James, your two selections as defending champ this week. What are they? Yes, the first one is on the Ren versus Rantz game and it's Rantz 0.5 Asian handicap at minus 104. And then also in France, Lyon versus Lille under 2.5 goals at plus 108. Uh, Rory, what are your plays? My assault on the throne runs through Villarreal beating Osasuna at plus 114 now and Real Sociedad to beat Sevilla over one and a half goals in total. That's plus 116. Uh, Rory's picks are bigger prices than James's picks. We are due a clean sweep if that happens. Rory wins. Steve? Yeah, I was thinking along those lines. I, I think this is... James, James will bounce back. James rarely um, uh, goes two weeks without having some good winners and Rory's in form this year. I think I've been impressed with, with Rory's picks this year. So tough one. Um, I've got to give a name. We'll go, on, we'll go Rory because of the, the two uh, prices. I think we might get all four this week. I'm confident Rory, hopefully you'll be back, but if not, James, we will welcome you regardless. Steve, James, Rory, thanks for your company. Good luck to one and all. We keep everyone updated, of course, via our Twitter feeds. That is a wrap for betting weekly extra time European show. I'll be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of James or Rory, who will be taking on pro better Will White and stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via app because we went apparently Jack Wright's on Instagram duty for the Christmas party. So, Steve, I hope you're getting dressed up for that. From all of us for now, it is goodbye. <laughs>